I walk around like everything's fine, but deep down inside my shoe, my socks are sliding off. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. My name is Oodles, a man so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up my ass, it'd turn into a diamond. Joining me today, the record holder for the amount of time off at any podcast ever, it's Candy. Hello, I'm back. On probation. On probation. <laughs> also, his pride possessions are his rally chopper, an original Rubik's Cube, and his Miami-grade twin-engine speedboat called Frightwater. It's Biggie. Hi. <laughs> right. Available on eBay. <laughs> and finally, he's jacked into the Matrix that many times. He can do it via Bluetooth now. And yes, he knows Kung Fu. It's Gadget. I know Kung Fu. Yes, he does. And Stig, unfortunately, has come down with the case of the shits. He will not be on this episode. It's really going around. Maybe we should clean up the green room. I, I, I feel like that maybe we're just constantly infecting each other. It's clean yeah. enough. So, um, let's just get into this. We've got some housekeeping to do, listener. So, <clears throat> we had a big meeting with corporate this week. We all went up to the board. Oh, it, wasn't, it was nerve-wracking, weren't it, guys? Yeah, Biggie and all the um, snacks. Yeah, we were discussing it with the big top dogs brings. that run this company. And they've told us that we have to change. A change for the better. So, from now on, we're this doing podcast. it through the medium of dance. We are doing it through the medium of dance. No. <laughs> Incorrect. <clears throat> Every week, we will be doing what we used to call the Nexus from now on. We've decided and we haven't seen the stats, the feedback, the um, everything about it, just the engagement. We, we're more popular when we're talking about stuff to recommend to you or to not recommend to you. So we've decided, in our infinite wisdom, to fucking do it. Yeah, why not? We're a reviews podcast. We're a reviews podcast. Now, <clears throat> patrons sat there going, yo, what? Yo, what? Kicking off. You guys, not going to change that much. Every patron-exclusive episode will be dictated or produced by you, the patrons, every month. You guys, you guys have got the power. So we will do concept episodes. In the patron one, the green room will still exist. Everything will go as planned. Everyone gets everything they want. Stop shouting at me. <sighs> Have I cleared the air, guys? Yeah, I think you've cleared the air and also possibly let onto some emotional trauma in there. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, no. I'm glad that I now know what we're doing. <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's five just, minutes I, ago, it was news to me. I think Three it's years smart. In. It's, it's a smart decision because, again, Gadget's seen the stats. We've all seen the stats. Yeah. Our most popular episodes are the ones when we review stuff. Yes. And we've had a very good month this last month. Numbers of very good. Strongest month in months. Yes. The line, the, the, the line goes up and we like the line going up. Yes. So, as always, you can always get in touch with us on the on the 
plethora of ways we let you get in touch with us. Every week, you let us know what you've been up to as normal. Or, or just, or just let ask us, us know questions. What... Give us comments, exactly. feedback, anything just about like to that. get to that. So the green room, for instance, will also be as ask us anything section as well as just us bantering. So you'll be able to ask us anything. In our Discord, we have a channel. Feel free to ask us anything and we will answer. Right. <sighs> Done. Yes. <laughs> I, after all that, I mean, that was our breaking news, but I want to know Biggie's breaking news. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. I'm too sexy for my news. Too sexy for my news. So sexy it hurts. I'm too sexy for Midland. Too sexy for Midland, New York and Japan. I'm too sexy for your podcast. Too sexy for your podcast. No way I'm pronunciating. Pronunciating. Did that as an advert. <laughs> he said pronunciating. <laughs> Making a joke about how he pronunciates. Thank you. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Right, said Biggie. So, as always, uh, this is the seems to be the thing about the news following on from last week. So Unity have come out with a response. An open letter to our community. The runtime fee policy will only apply beginning with the next LTS version of Unity shipping in 2024 and beyond. Your games that are currently shipped and the projects you're currently working on will not be included unless you choose to upgrade them to this new version of Unity. We'll make sure that you stay on the terms applicable for the version of Unity editor you're using, as long as you keep using that version. For games that are subject to the runtime fee, we're giving you a choice of either 2.5% revenue share or the calculated amounts based on the number blah, 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 blah. So they kind of reneged basically on uh, everything they came up with, sort um, sort of, but they didn't because it's kind of still bad. So, like for instance, yeah. they're saying that the the new terms only apply to people who are using whatever twenty twenty four's version of Unity is, which okay, fine in principle. The problem is eventually the the current version of Unity will become unsupported, which means they won't be able to like get help from Unity or like have any kind of official official backing from Unity for it. So. They would eventually like be Windows. F- yeah, like like say like Windows huh. uh, Windows uh, ten is about to go out of support. So every, everyone's getting upgraded to Windows is 11. It? I think it's like next year at some point. But it, you know, it's planned to go oh. out of support. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, eventually people are going to be forced into this. And then you get for the games that are subject to the runtime fee, we're giving you a choice of either a two and a half percent revenue share or a calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging your game each month. That's still really a lot of money. When again, before you could pay a fee, and or it would be a percentage. A flat fee. It would be either like a flat fee or a percentage of your earnings over a certain amount. But it would be it wasn't it definitely wasn't as high as two and a half percent. So I don't think sti- I like Unity. No, it's still kind of shitty. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I like them. I what what else was it they said as well? They said something awful a year or so ago about. Developers that weren't monetizing their games. We are fascists. No, did not say that. It no. was pretty much that was that was basically <laughs> it. No, I think he he said something like all all devs that don't try and use like 
nefarious ways of gaining extra money or fucking idiots or something. Yeah, well, something uh, that's because remember the CEO is the guy who brought in loot boxes at EA, so of course he's going to think that. Because he's worse. But he seems like he's worse than Bobby Kotick. I'm waiting for him to have some fucking abuse scandal come off at the places he's worked next. He seems like a real horrible, nasty... He's mm. And if you look at him, oh, he's greasy. He's a greasy CEO. He's he's making Randy Are we getting him on the show? The Are we getting him on? I mean, well, only, if, only if you spend the entire interview asking him for a tenner. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep holding me paypal.me sign up. <laughs> Way through it <laughs> subliminally. I did that once. I, did, I had a really successful tweet once, and I went, "Some great engagement here. Do you want to PayPal dot me? <laughs> anyone? Did anybody? I don't. I, no, but I am not. <laughs> I am not bigger than begging me, mate. I will beg. <laughs> I have no pride. <laughs> Next, anyway, get on with it. Next, we're going to hear more of this as the year goes on, and the company sure. crumbles into dust. One thing that we haven't spoken about for a while is Microsoft getting one step closer oh, to Activision buyouts. Me. As the CMA has finally approved the deal changes, Microsoft's bid to purchase Activision uh, for an enormous sixty-nine billion is now closer than ever to finding approval from the UK's Competition and Markets Authority. Almost Thanks for changing their proposal. Salary that. Almost. Yep, they they agreed uh, the rights to stream Activision's games via the cloud would be entrusted to Ubisoft. The CMA looks to have changed its tune. Yeah, so oh. so rather than you str- rather than you streaming Activision games via Game Pass subscription, yeah, you would need I think you would need like an Ubisoft Plus subscription or something like that, but only to stream them. You could still download what? them and play them. It's it's fucking yeah, bizarre. Normally. There's there's also there's also I like la- streaming stuff from Xbox though. That's the thing. Yeah, there's also language in there that basically says uh, <laughs> says Microsoft aren't allowed to try and buy Ubisoft for ten years, which would imply to me that that might have been an idea they had at some point. Yeah, they were trying. They've been trying to buy um, um, <clears throat> Nintendo for fucking decades, haven't they? Uh, there's more on that in a sec. <coughs> oh! Go on. And here's that second, apparently. Uh, Xbox <laughs> also <laughs> also flashed its cash at Warner Brothers and sees Nintendo as the holy grail. A leaked email sent by Xbox chief Phil Spencer in the mid-2020s revealed that the company was eyeing up Warner Brothers Interactive in addition to Bethesda as a potential acquisition. Also concerningly, the executives talked about buying out Nintendo as a career moment and a good for both companies. There are even suggestions the Redmond firm may also have been interested in Valve. Yeah, good luck with that. So many people have tried to buy Valve over the years and Valve are just like, no, we're independent. We have no shareholders. We make all of the money. <sighs> <laughs> I just, I, I know, I know, I know why they're doing it, and that it's all. But I think it's like everyone's like, oh, Microsoft are the, the Xbox are the good guys, and Microsoft are the good. This is nefarious as fuck. This is monopolization. Yeah. This is well, that's, that's, not that's, good. I don't think they'll get any truck buying any other big developers at this point. I think once they've got Activision under the wing, I don't think that any of the competition authorities are going to allow them to. Pick up anything. Fucking have Activision. Who gives a fuck about them? Well, yeah. But did exactly. um, did Sega eventually get bought by somebody? Are they still... no? They just went into they just went into development, didn't they? Not development. Um, publishing, publishing, publishing. Yeah, they they completely changed their their output. Um, they were like they were like electronics manufacturers, weren't they? For, yeah. Forever. 
and then they became yeah. publishers and the, slash developers. Yeah, there is still a Sega development team, but uh, and Team Sonic are still under Sega. The what Consumer Electronics though weren't there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, arcades especially. But yeah. now they probably get everything from somewhere else. Mostly but, Ryuga yeah. got to go. Yeah, definitely. Next. Dead Space co-creator departs startup after newest game flops. Video game developer Striking Distance Studios, a subsidiary of Korean publisher Crafton Inc., is appointing new management several months after the commercial flop of its first game. CEO Glenn Schofield is leaving, a representative confirmed on Wednesday, saying he's decided to pursue new opportunities. Striking Distance CEO and Chief Financial Officer are also leaving. All three departures were voluntary. Schofield founded the studio in 2019 to make a spiritual successor to Dead Space, the one that Gadget absolutely loved, the Callisto Protocol. We both Which was it. released through mediocre reviews. I think, without being unkind to Glenn Schofield, because I like Glenn Schofield a lot, and I like the work he's done in the past, I think this is the best thing, because he was front and centre for all of the marketing for Callisto Protocol, like they didn't even it had a Hollywood actor in the starring role that didn't even put him in any of the press. You know? It was all Glenn Schofield talking about the game and really leaning on the fact that I was on the team that made the first Dead Space. Um and it did the wrong thing. Like if it hadn't been built up with all these connections to Dead Space, you could have looked it still wouldn't have been an amazing game, but you would have looked on it more fondly. But everyone came into it thinking, oh, this is the spiritual successor to Dead Space, and it fucking wasn't. I genuinely think when I, I, I think I gave it a three out of ten, and I stick with it. I think it's shite. Yeah, also, utterly, utterly. There's nothing redeeming about it. No, it's 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 bad when the fucking prequel podcast is better than the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> it got, it got. I mean, it got a, th- a three for me because it loads and it ends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like put, it, it put his name on the on the test paper. Um, mm. The do, do you know how much it costs to make that game? It was one of the most expensive games ever made, wasn't it? After GTA V. I think it's the most expensive non-online game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. $162 million. Ooh, ouch. And it made 65 pence. Well, in January, analysts said the horror game's on track to sell 2 million copies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, they're making the money back, haven't they? No. Their target was five million. By Two million. Oh, so it's seven is it seventy oh no, they haven't made they haven't made the money back have they? Oh no. Oh bless them. Marketing alone. <laughs> the mar- well the marketing for it was ridiculous. I mean it was it was on the side of buses and shit like that. You very rarely see horror. Yeah, it still games is on one of the buses I'd get to work on. It's still on the side of it. They haven't changed it. Next yeah. uh, sadly, uh, striking distance also laid off more than thirty staffers. Company's website uh, now shows uh, around about ninety employees. Oh, uh, a lot of devs being let go from all, all over the place, aren't there, at the moment? It seems to be a well, career not to get into. Yeah. yeah. Unless, right. unless, unless you can be like that Toby Fox guy and just make your own game and have it hit a cultural yeah. milestone and make millions off something you made an RPG maker. Phil Fish. Well, well yeah, but not a cunt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I... <laughs> <laughs> did you not see him in video game the movie? <clears throat> I did see him. He's an absolute prick. <laughs> Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics has also been hit with layoffs as Embracer continues yeah. to crumble. That was kind of expected. I'm also, telling you now, yeah. right, this time next year, the Embracer group will absolutely leave gaming altogether. It's not working. They'll, they'll stay no with mobile money. gaming. They'll stay with mobile gaming. You know, the free-to-play gacha stuff. Yeah. That's all they'll do. That's all they'll do. 
Um, it's just not fucking working from they They just gobbled everything up. They had nothing to back it up. It were all promises, and it's it's a it's a it's a laughing stock. Well, I think and I don't I don't think awful. it's stri- I don't think it's strictly Embrace's fault because they because the the Saudis had them on with, with that money for a long yeah. time. Yeah, they gave them a lot of like, promises, didn't they? It was like the day wasn't it like a week before they were due to sign that the Saudis like pulled yeah. out of it. So like yeah, and the bottom football team is dead. Yeah, I do feel for people at Embracer, but then conversely, they, they expanded far too quickly and without the active money in their bank account to do it. Well, you remember the day you woke up, I'm like, oh, the fuck's Embracer group? And then yeah. boom, 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 boom. And now now it's tumble, 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 tumble. People are getting fucking hurt by it. It's like a big, game of, big depressing game of kaplunk. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I just feel like for all these individuals at work under that umbrella. Awful. Yeah. Next. Referring back to Microsoft's leaks, new Xbox Series X and S consoles were detailed. Um, they'll launch a refreshed version of both the Series X and S next year, according to documentation. Um, the company's mid-gen refresh is stated to arrive in 2024, four years after, uh, sorry, four years before plans for a proper next-gen Xbox console expected in 2028. Yeah. The code name, I don't know where you get these names from. Series X codename Brooklyn will be all digital and sports a new cylindrical like a design. Oh, uh, set for launch next October. Uh, I'll offer yeah. two terabytes of storage, faster Wi-Fi, and come with Microsoft's new Xbox controller. It'll draw less power, including the front-facing USB-C slot, oh, and will be boring. apparently retailing at just under five hundred dollars. It'll have a shit name as well. It'll be something, it'll be called like the Xbox XX. Or... I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it'll, it'll, Xbox Series XS. And then you'll get the Series S X. X, yeah. <laughs> Do you want the XX X Pro, or the XX? X, X Pro and S Mini. SSX Tricky. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, just, they'll just go have a word with Tim Cook and say, "How do you name things? How oh, do you right. do this, Tim?" <laughs> yeah. and Tim, Tim gets it. his book out. Tim gets his book out. Right. What did he write before he died? Okay. Okay. Confusing names. Right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the series S is codenamed Elwood. Elwood's a place, isn't it? Yeah. So it's Brooklyn. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I mean, if they said. And it's retailing at hundred and fifty dollars. My ears. I think. I think. Up. I think they're supposed to be keeping the current prices. Um, I don't. I don't like the look of the cylindrical Series X, mostly because in my. This is very specific to me, but in my setup, my Xbox is on its side. I like how you're all <laughs> pretending you... you're not going to buy one anyway. <laughs> to be honest, I probably won't. <laughs> Can they laugh? Then we're like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm thinking I won't get an X. I won't get a Xbox, but I probably will get a um, updated PS5. Well, yeah, because you want a smaller one. You want yeah. you want to get some square footage back in your living room. <laughs> it does get ever so hot in there as well. <laughs> He's recording inside the PS5 at the moment. That's what oh, that blue light is. It's it is yeah. absolutely grotesque. Look at that PS5. Still <laughs> deadly silent. Still deadly silent, man. They'll make a whisper. Yeah. Mine's silent if I'm playing not on a disc. If I'm playing something from a disc, it's really fucking loud. Really? I think kicking got, off? I think I've... Might be because I've got it on its side, but I think it's just... It's the disc drive on mine's always been loud. Oh, right. Mine's absolutely silent. I mean, it's like Quasimodo from Munchback and Notre Dame. Yes, look at him. Grotesque. 
Amazing acrobat. <laughs> and great with bells. Well, yeah, unparalleled. Next. Fortnite is refunding people who bought skins with a huge $245 million settlement. Epic Games has agreed to pay out compensation with 37 million people expected to claim part of the large sum. Um, in a couple of developer, quid. yeah, found itself in hot water of late after being accused of tricking people into making purchases on the game. There are several in-game purchases gamers can make, such as character skins. They are accused of violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act and agreed in December 2022 to pay the multi-million dollar settlement as a consequence of a total $520 million. The game That's was also accused them, of using manipulative online practices called dark patterns to trick millions of players into all ages making unwanted purchases. Uh-huh. Oh, well, mm. Fortnite. That's nothing to them, I mean, though. They make about $500 million in about three days. I mean, the thing is, right, and I'm not defending Fortnite, but I, I kind of am now. My son's played it ever since it's come out, the uh, Battle Royale one, and I get him skins occasionally, and he's, he's got that Fortnite club where he gets... Three skins every month. You can battle pass. Yeah. It's, it's only a tenner. <clears throat> there is no loot boxes whatsoever in that game. There's mm-hmm. nothing hidden. No. So I don't understand how you can say a child's done these unwanted pur- purchases. My son can't purchase them without me. I think I think it's not so much that it's children doing it. I think the, the, the problem is it's the manipulative marketing practices and the weird advertising. The manipulative marketing is when they're all watching these influencers and saying, this is the best skin. Look at yeah. the skin. Look at the skin. Mm. That's what should be illegal. Not, I mean, they're do... again, they're, they're doing it right because do you know what's in vogue currently on Fortnite? This is the mad thing about it. You know, the original, just that, that blonde guy, the default skin. Yeah. He is now the most popular skin at the moment because everyone's like, yes, this is retro. Kids oh. saying that. Oh, that's a, that makes me feel so fucking old. <laughs> yeah, Well, exactly, your question mate. is answered here. It just says here, the company also made it easy for children to rack up charges without parental consent and locked the accounts of consumers who disputed unauthorised charges with their credit card companies. I only do that if you haven't got passwords. That's bad parenting. Yeah. That's how I say. It. Again, I'm not sticking up for these mega. Cars. I was, I was, going, to say, I was going to say, was that Oodles taking the, taking the side of the nah, multi-billion-dollar corporation? Fuck him. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's <laughs> advocate. Like I think some parents are thick, and they don't deserve credit cards. They don't deserve Guilty. credit cards. Our children. <laughs> Next, uh, Sea of Thieves is uh, adding a private single cruise servers in December. Plus a 24-hour guild in October. 24-player guild, not 24-hour guild. The game's already open 24 <laughs> hours. Oh, sorry, yeah. 24 hours a day, oh. seven days a week, you can play that game. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, I mean, that, I don't that, like it. That's that, why not. That's great. I mean, people have been asking for private servers for Sea of Thieves for a long time. What do you mean by private servers so no one ganked. can come and get you? So you can still yeah. play multiplayer. So you can still play but with no your friends. One, nobody can come and get you. Yeah, you can't get griefed because you just do. You just it's a lobby for you and your friends. Mate, we played that game for like four hours. We didn't see another person at all. Yeah, but I mean, I've played it. Saying that, bit. I was in the brig for a long time of that, you weren't were. I? Um, but like, <laughs> for an awful long time. Like, I've, I've played it a few times. I've been griefed by other players, but you kind of, it's a pirate game. I think I think that, that whole kind of meme from TCGS with Sean Bells, it's not called Sea of Friends. It kind of looked <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was exactly, very upset yeah. about that, wasn't he? <laughs> but it's not Sea of Friends, is it? It's, yeah. We are all thieves yeah. and pirates. 
But hey. I, I, and then again, the best the best content in the game, anyway, is the tall tales, which are private servers, anyway. So yeah. there you go. So you got the but it's still, it's, it's still, it's a, it's, a, it's a free optional way to play it. Yeah, you can't argue with it. You yeah. can't. Argue and it. it's on Game Pass. So you don't really have to pay anything for it. That's it, guys. That's it. <clears throat> Next. Metal Gear Solid will be locked to 30 frames per second in the Master Collection. Konami has unveiled new information about the expected resolution and frame rates of the three games in its up-and-coming Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Fans aren't happy with what they're seeing, particularly regarding Metal Gear Solid being locked to 30 frames across all consoles. Baffling. The fact that it was 60 frames per second on the 3DS is baffling. It's baffling. Well, the ori- no, the, the original Metal Gear Solid was never on the 3DS. Snake Eater. No, no, it's talking about just the original Metal Gear Solid, the PS1 oh, game. Oh, just the first one? Yeah, the one yeah, that yeah. ran at fucking 22 frames a second in the UK. Oh, 30 frames is a better one anyway, because we used to have um, <laughs> 22 pal, 60 hertz, 60 hertz, didn't we, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we got it in 22 to 24 frames a second in PAL. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's going to be better for us anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's also, and like... Go they, Konami! Like it's not a. They've already said that it's not a remaster, which is fine. It's just a part. It's just a part, but also it's a PS One game. Like I know Metal Gear Solid is great, but it has not aged well at all. It has got one of the weirdest bump tech, uh, weirdest kind of texture warping of any PS One game I've ever seen. And none of nobody's got eyes. <laughs> and the, there's must be what two hours of gameplay in that first one. Yeah, not a very long mm. game. Or it's a it, film. Yeah, whereas Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 mm. are 60 frames a second across everything, except the Switch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me cordially invite the new challenger, Stig, the man that is usually down at Wimbledon at half-time when it's raining, entertaining the crowd. He's here, look. Welcome. Better late than never. Congratulations <laughs> and celebrations. <laughs> I'm finally here to get on the pod. Can't miss congratulations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not raining here. Right, next, Biggie. Stig's it. Uh, not sure how I feel about this. Tom Clancy's The Division 3 is in the works at Massive Entertainment, but they just kind of announced it without any fanfare or anything so I'm really not getting a lot of hope for that to be honest but possibly, possibly suggest that it might have only just recently started considering they've got this yes, ridiculous Star true. Wars game that they're working on yes mm. which is like going to play a part it's going to everyone's saying that the controls you know that it looks like GTA doesn't it but Star Wars yeah. everyone's saying the controls yeah. are basically the division and that's making me like oh because I like mm. I like the ducking system and the cover system on the division yeah, yeah. it's really fun it's like snappy, snappy into it. You snap into cover. Love it. Yeah, it might be early days, but yeah, it's just the, the mate, after Division Two, mate. I'll let, him, I'll, I'll let them fucking take four years. I love Division Two so much, <clears throat> so much. Maybe I'll play it with you one day, mate. I've just played it all on my own. <laughs> it's great, mate. Really cool. Uh, moving mm. on. Uh, on a Misha is coming the first ever anime adaption of the iconic Capcom video game series from Takashi Maiki, Miki, from Audition, and Shinya Sugai premieres November the 2nd. Is it nice. Samanosuke? Is it proper Samanosuke, or is it brand new? Uh, Didn't say that's all I got for it. You'd on. think it'd be Samanosuke, wouldn't you? Hang on. Uh, You'd think so. I think it might actually be Samanosuke. 
you'd, uh, you'd think so. Toshiro Mifune. Oh. Uh, oh. Netflix has shared the first trailer for the Onimusha anime. Uh, biggest surprise trailer offer, aside from the reveal of the series' very existence, was the appearance of the anime's protagonist, Miyamoto, Miyamoto uh, Mushashi. Yep. Model after oh. the likeness of, of late Japanese screen legend Toshiro Mifune, who died in 1997. That's badass. So they're just yeah. making their own law. I'm, I'm up for this. Yeah. I don't need a retelling it game. No, uh, it, Onimusha will follow games. Mushashi's uh, journey as a legendary swordsman strategist who was sent on a covert yeah. mission to deliver a mystical artifact known as the Oni Gauntlet across a country Ooh. plagued by poverty and political strife. The trailer is light on details, but heavy on fast, frenzied action accompanied by a wild rock and roll soundtrack. This is going to be badass. It's going I'm to be in. fucking badass. That's, that's, that's the, the kind of anime I like. Yeah, the show, yes, w- mate. the show will feature character designs by the late Kim Young-ji, a prolific Korean yep. illustrator who died in 2022. Oh, wow. So, uh, prior to his death, Kim had worked on several varying covers for Marvel Civil War II and anniversary illustrations for League of Legends as well as unannounced Ooh. collaboration with Akira creator, Katsuhiro Otomo. So this is fucking prestige Ooh. fucking anime, this, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, have you not seen the trailer for Oodles? It looks banging. Like, no. I didn't know it was coming out. <laughs> look it up. The animation style is beautiful. I wonder if Jean Reno's going to turn up. Fucking hope not. He's not being busy and late, is he? <laughs> well... That that game that he's in when the the, the swap timelines is it's a good Animusha three is good I liked it I liked it yeah. was it like Animusha lost in Paris or something yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it one but night I, in to, Paris. Be, to be fair I, I only liked the first game second one's best one out of all of them I can get on with it yeah <gasps> I love them all I love them all I even liked uh, Dawn of Dawn of the the Dawn Warrior whatever it was called that spin off one on PS three love Animusha. Remember when they were um, they were touting that um, Onimusha Dino Crisis crossover? Yeah. And I was just laid in bed smiling happily, thinking it's going to happen. Never happened. Yeah, then we had to do a welfare <laughs> check on you when you found out it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really fucking sad. Oh, God, bring Dino Crisis back as well. Come on. Ugh. Seriously, yes, I'm, why, is, why is there no Dino, Dino Crisis Why is there no remake? Dino Crisis? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to that anime. That'd be brilliant. If it's anything to go by with like uh, Netflix's Castlevania and shit, bring it on. Why is it Netflix's best stuff at the minute is their random anime collaborations? Yeah. Because they're oh, clearly yeah. not writing it. <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're just putting it out. <laughs> That's nothing to do with well. it. Yeah. The Cyberpunk one was really good. Really good, yeah. Better than the game. Awesome. I'm watching the trailer now. It's incre- It's stunning. Like, this animation is incredible. I don't because it'll probably break my laptop if I'm doing two things at once. Uh, but yeah, bang up for that. Next. Word of Film and TV. Japan TV Network will acquire Totoro creator Studio Ghibli as Animation Studio prepares for its future. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I yeah. hope it doesn't come, that won't mean it won't. It might come off Netflix though. I think, um, I don't know because uh, Nippon TV isn't like a worldwide thing. I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. No, they're not going to stop the most popular streaming platform have their stuff internationally. They're not stupid. Yeah. But it also means that um, they might produce some TV shows. I've heard that talked about. Um, but That's ultimately, nice. um, they've signed off on this, so they're happy. If they're happy, then I'm happy. 
and Stig is the authority. Is Suzuki and, and Miyazaki are happy with where it's yeah. been signed over to and where the future's going You know with it's it. legit. Yeah, I, I don't see them being, especially Miyazaki, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who's just going to sell it for a final payday at his no. age. Like, it's not his He doesn't even need the money, does he? He's a rich man yeah. already. Do you see that clip of him, like, like yeah. we're speaking to those AI creators? Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I said that <laughs> oh, one to yeah. you. It's great. It's oh. a, me, me, Miyazaki seems like a lovely old granddad that you don't want to piss off. <laughs> yeah, <'Cause it's> <laughs> yeah I, reckon it, I reckon it could roundhouse you. Probably. I mean, that's got to be any Japanese granddad, surely. they don't. I bet they don't take any shit. Randall's his son. There's a great... <laughs> what Stig's talking about, there's a great video going around TikTok where um, these uh, these young lads from an animation studio like present to Miyazaki this uh, uh, programmatically generated animation where they yeah. just kind of like put, put a little bit of data in and tell, tell the computer to like teach this thing how to walk. And it looks like some fucking horror out of the grudge, but crap. Just kind of like... None of it. Ambling on the floor. And Miyazaki, he's watching it quietly, and then he just turns to them and he says something along the lines of, "This is an abomination. Never bring anything like this to me ever again." And he says it Take like, "Take these men outside and shoot them." Calmly and quietly, and the camera pans over to the one of the young lads going, and he looks like he's been shot through the heart because he's upset Miyazaki. <laughs> well, don't. No, no, don't. Excellent. Bring, bring it on. Next. Guillermo del Toro nearly directed a Star Wars film written by David Goya. According to uh, David Goya, who appeared on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, he wrote a script for a film set in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, I wrote an unproduced Star Wars movie that Guillermo was going to direct. It was about four years ago. He couldn't be drawn into the script's focus, only adding that it was a cool script, but del Toro appeared to confirm via social media that it would have seen him finally tackle a Jabba the Hutt story. I wrote an unproduced Star Wars movie um oh sorry that's repeated for some reason uh this is not real this is me as a fat geek just geeking out and talking about it he told yahoo movies back in 2015 i would do the sort of godfather saga about what happened with jabba the hut to go uh to go through to gain control <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and put in the uh, heads of banthers in uh yeah, if people's beds. Um, I love Guillermo del Toro as much as the next person. I don't want him to do Star Wars. I like no. his little. I like his um, character pieces. His studies. His his, his whimsy. I like him when he's I got do, to spend time with puppets. He I likes do, puppets. I, I do like the second part of that quote. The big you didn't read out there. He says, "He says I would like to do the sort of Godfather song." He says, "One because the character that looks the most like me, and I like him, uh, <laughs> and I love the idea no. of a hut type mafia, a very complex coup. I just love the character." Del well, Toro is a cute guy. Oh, he's, he's cute. cute. They could, they could do something like that for Star Wars Visions. They could do that. Anim- Visions, like a, yeah, you can do it. Mm. Could do Visions like a, is so a, good. They could do a puppet, couldn't they? Like thing and yeah. the huts, because that's kind of what Visions is. Is a Imagine if we did this in Star Wars, but it was like concept, this. yeah, mm. rather than I everything else so we do much. live action. That Ronin one, that Je- that uh, Jedi Ronin one, where it's all set in like a a Japanese planet, is fucking incredible, and it's twenty that. minutes long. It's the fucking greatest thing ever. Loved it, but yeah, uh, Del Toro just. Continue creating these whimsical, fantastical, dark fantasy films instead. Yeah. Ta. Next. 
Invincible's Robert Kirkman thinks seven to eight seasons might be enough to adapt the entire comic. In a recent interview with Polygon, Kirkman, the creator of uh, comics like Walking Dead, Invincible, discusses ideal plans for future seasons of Amazon Prime's animated series, saying about eight to seven seasons should be enough. I'll be out for that. Right, yeah. Project you that it's on now, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely makes keep sense. Keep it interesting. It's fine. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show, and Omni Man's becoming very, very popular for yeah, the wrong reasons. What's the memes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Such a daddy, isn't he?" Next, not a very good one. Disney no, Legacy not. animated film. Co- <laughs> Stig went, "Not a very good one." <laughs> <laughs> he's not a very good dad. No, he's a bad dad. Uh, Disney Legacy Animated Film Collection is available for pre-order. It has 100 films and 18 discs of bonus features with Christy Mickey ears as well. Just the icing on the cake. With Crystal Mickey ears. Not, Crystal Christine. Mickey ears, not Christine Mickey ears. <laughs> I thought it's a crystal. You said Christine. You said Christine. I was about to say, who the fuck is oh. Christine Mickey? Why did you Christine Mickey? Christine Mickey's Mickey Mouse's mum. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Mickey is his dad. Christine Mouse, that's the name. <laughs> but this box set, which ranges from Snow White to Seven Dwarfs, um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to Elemental, it will cost you $1,500. Stig will buy that. I already have nearly all of them anyway. I basically started collecting all the Disney's on, and Pixar's on Blu ray before. You fucking Disney got Plus, to make because the tech come down. Before Quicker Disney Plus can... even became a thing. And the Avengers, and I haven't bought a single one since on Blu-ray since it was all on Disney Plus. Oh damn! So oh, damn. I, I, I used to if it was like really cheap in CEX. Oh, that's four quid. Add it to the collection. I think I'm up to um, Ralph Bricks the Internet, maybe somewhere around there. And then I haven't. I like that film. Got anything? No, I didn't. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. End of phase three. Haven't bought a single phase four on Marvel. I wonder so. why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking. I'm trying to look now back at it. But yeah, I I I'd already done all that. Like started years and years ago. Stig's own Stig- Disney Vault. Well, Disney used to do a. If you had bought a Blu-ray, you'd got a code everything to didn't buy. digital. Yeah. yeah, but you also got a code to buy some from their online shop. How did so you? So I managed to get about fifteen of them for free. <clears throat> through there. Oh right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. But I even Love have that. the wartime di- ones that you can't get on Blu-ray. I've got them on DVD. Made Blu-ray cases for them. Put them in Blu-ray cases, so they're all like nice in a row. But then the fuckers have then gone. Ch- you know the little where it says the number. Yeah. yeah. They went and changed the number, so now they don't look the same. Oh, fuck's sake, <laughs> Walt! OCD kicking in. <sighs> Don't put a number numeric system and then change the fucking number. Yeah, that's it looks. <laughs> it's like when you get a box set and it's all the same. And the last season they flip like where you know where the certificate is like fifteen or eighteen, and it, it was all at the bottom in a row. And then all of a sudden the last one's at the top. Yeah, and you look at it, you're like fucking wankers. <laughs> anyway, Dickheads. yeah, I've already got them all. So if you want them, just come to my house. Stig's just gave an open invitation to anyone listening. Go to his house anytime. It's like a library. You're walking. He won't even see you. His house is that big. Walk in, 
pick one off of the shelf. Please just take one at a time and bring it back. Bring it the butler. Bring it back, because some people don't bring it back, and then you forget who's got it, and you're like, fuck, right, I'm going to have to buy it again now. Oh, no. Someone Next. has my Thor Ragnarok. No idea who. Oh. Yeah. Next. Keanu Reeves wanted John Wick to be definitively killed at the end of John Wick Chapter 4. John Wick 5 is very much in early development, but he wanted the beloved hitman to be actually be sure dead at the end of John Wick. You know, he so, can say uh, no to I films. I was going to say, he doesn't have to be in it. Or maybe it's like no. Wick from the dead. Isn't he um, stupid rich anyway? He doesn't need to do these films Can I? Um, can we talk about the end of that as a spoiler? Is anyone who I don't know. I haven't seen no. it. I haven't seen it, but I have no intention to, so. Are you asked, Toodles? Or do you want to watch it first? I think I, I think I do want to watch it. I saw the first the first three. Yeah, don't say it. Don't, don't. I'll get round to it. Is it on Netflix yet? No. No. On Prime, isn't it? Yeah, it's Netflix, rent, rent, rental on Prime. It's not free on Prime. You can bollocks. Uh, okay, next. never mind. <laughs> Uh, Sicario 3 could still happen with a script ready to be continued after the strikes. I think one thing with the strikes and that going on, I guess there's a lot of stuff being prepared, ready for when uh, hopefully things get agreed and move on. And uh, we'll have a lot of stuff. After Sicario 2, mate, I don't think I want a third one. It's a shame because the first Sicario was so fucking good. The first one's so good. Never bothered with the second. I like two as well. Two's shite in comparison. It's not Denny Villeneuve, the second one, is it? No. Exactly, no, you can fucking tell. <laughs> didn't need a second one, I just didn't see the points. So I never bothered watching No, it. First one's incredible, yeah, like stupid tense, just brilliant, fantastic, and great panoramic shots, the dark scene on it. Oh, so the dark. night vision scene, so good. Yeah. Brilliant, and then the sequel, I watched I was like, what is this? It's like a straight-to-DVD fucking film. Crap. <laughs> I disagree. Candy's in. <laughs> Speaking my language. It's better than Blood Fat Lake, mate. I, d- I doubt that. <laughs> no, Everything it is. is. <laughs> it's like a 7 out of 10. But Sakara yeah, is like a 10 Lakes, out of 10. Like 8, maybe, 9? Maybe it's something we should put to um, Jack of the Sequelizers to sort out Sicario 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit him up. I'd like it fixed, please. Absolutely. Sequelize the shit out of that because the second one's so bad. Next. Uh, according to Culture Crave, a little statistic for you. Only 37% of US viewers finished The Rings of Power. Idiots. A bit ra- random, that. Good. We finished oh, it because we did a not to podcast on it. <laughs> I, I don't get the hate. Me neither. I'm, I'm so, I'm so <clears throat> blown away by how um, much people seem steak, to hate it. There was too many people of colour in it and too many <laughs> women in it. <laughs> I, can't, I genuinely can't actually saw someone women. today complaining about Gladriel being a girl boss. So I was like, well, she's always kind of been like that. And so I went, well, I've never read the book, so I've only got the film to base it off. And oh, like, shut <laughs> up. Yeah, you see her at the end of her fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me You're telling me a 4,000-year-old elf has not got a, an absolute boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it annoys me that people think that it annoys me that people think that the character should be the same for 4,000 years. No, I'm not the not same person all. I was five years ago. Like, never <laughs> Mate, mind, 4,000 years last week. Ago. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, people change all the time. And to think that, yes, she could have gone from this character and she completed what she wanted to do and now she's kind of winding her life it's down. It's also in, a character that's gone through five terms. cataclysmic events 
It, it in does the world. To a person, doesn't it? <laughs> it will fuck you up. <laughs> 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 you killed two Dark Lords, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it, that's fine. I don't get, I have a problem with people saying, no, I just didn't really like it. But some of the complaints I've seen, and I'm just like, I just... <laughs> and then one of the ones was like, oh, women these days, they tried to make them like men. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like. Just oh, because so basically, a woman being strong or like standing on her own two feet is just a man. My, if you my, Google my, my, my muscle mummies, yeah, muscle mummies, or like, or like enjoy uh, that Sarah Connor, sorry Sarah Connor or Ripley, and I was like, well, they were kind of doing that same thing. Oh, they're, they're just Queen great character, just great characters. No, but I, yeah, just, I fucking loved all the complaints about like Disa, like the the idea of there being dwarven women involved who had the ear of their husbands, but were black as well. No. <laughs> black dwarfs, black dwarfs, what you gonna do? <laughs> fucking hell, man. It makes you sick, though, doesn't it? It's like, why the she fuck are you? She was like looking the best character in the full fucking thing. And she she was amazing. And she had a That's beard like they supposed no, to do. The, the, but she didn't have a full beard, which is what they were complaining about, because everyone's like, she had wisps, oh, didn't she? Well, Gimli said that it's the beard, you can't tell the difference. Again, like Four thousand years later, fashion Different changes. Woman. <laughs> fashion changes. And, and, like, and, the and women and might have grown the beards out. Yeah. And also, that <laughs> was Aragorn making a joke to make yeah, it yeah, make a joke. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just stop. Just you can't compare <laughs> the way characters are and the way a world is to those films. Because I've noticed such one a way gap to get between this, them all to get us irate is for people to badmouth Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think it's for, I think it's for people to badmouth Lord of the Rings in a um, uh, non-constructive yeah yeah it's, it's yeah stupid way bad faith way that's what I was looking for um, because because like like, like six so, so you're watching think oh I thought it was a bit crap so I didn't continue with it fine whatever you know you didn't like you didn't like it you didn't like it but when they're kicking off about the fact that Galadriel's climbing up an ice wall with knives in her hands like yeah she was a fucking warrior read the bastard and books. an elf. <laughs> Legolas does all that kind of stuff in the films yeah. and you don't give it say shit about it. He practically prances up that elephant. Yeah. He's walking yeah. when they're all on the hills, he's gliding across the snow. There the only elephant, counts like, as one. The, the, the <laughs> elephants that weren't in the book. Yeah. Yeah. He was a guy doing it. <laughs> Look, women, you got your token moment. You get, you get your token moment when she kills the um, the, the, the head of the liches. <laughs> Oh, the Witch King of Angmar, yeah. which isn't in the book. Ah! <laughs> oh, my I, God. No man can kill me. Well, I am no man. There you go. You got your moment of feminism. Be happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Next, before we turn this into a lot of the rings. <laughs> I clip out of context so much. <laughs> Look at now. Oh, they wind me up so much. I hate people. Uh, something that might make you happy. A new study shows that 95% of NFTs' values have dropped to zero dollars. More than 23 million people's investments are now worthless. So I just do need to point out that we didn't need a study to know that. They were always worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw it's, mine. It's Remember when I got someone to officially say, yeah, they're not worth anything. <laughs> Remember when I got gifted one and I sold it? Yeah, Crypto Kenny was born. Yeah. Still sort of lost mm-hmm. though. I mean, you got it gifted, but I think I got it gifted. A bit, a bit, it was really low. Only like seventeen pound. 
And then I lost all that cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> People on... were paying millions for a fucking picture. Well, yeah. it, was, it, it, it was something like 2.8 billion in monthly trading volume for them. Like Which JPEG is ridiculous. Trading what though? What value is it? It's like trading. It's no value. They're just trading a receipt for a JPEG. That's all they're trading. Come on, Stig. They were being anarchists. Like, I know. I know. Trading cards. You can, if you sell it for real cash, you can kind of get some out of it. But, but that is the equivalent of yeah. But that's the equivalent of saying, I've given this trading card for that trading card for that trading card and never actually selling them there is no value in that they're just pieces of card in the end if you, yes. if you don't sell them the value is there is no value in them with, and that's exactly what it was with um with nfts though because every because it's all digital art it's all digital quote unquote art it's not some of it's just <laughs> some of it's just ai art um but it's it's basically like you taking i don't know a valuable magic the gathering card photocopying it and holding it up and going this is my receipt to say that i own this that's but aren't they is. valuable because they're, they're finite? No, but not the photocopy. No, the photocopy's not, is it, for? Because you can photocopy it. As, as, in with, as in with an NFT, you can right-click and save as. Absolutely. You know, it, it's a picture, and that's the problem with NFTs. Um, and we've been People were putting them as the Twitter profile pictures, weren't they? Uh, yeah, and everyone was just right-click, download. <laughs> I downloaded <laughs> your pro. There was, that, there was a fucking great lad on Twitter who kicked off it because like, he was like going on about how NFTs are so great, and someone says, I, uh, someone then like, Right clicked and saved his his board ape profile picture and says, Hey, I've got your picture. He says, I'm gonna sue you. I own that. This is theft. He's like tagging the FBI in it to investigate this person. <laughs> and the FBI are saying, um, it's a non-regulated currency platform, so we can't get involved. Oh, well, man. they jumped on no it immediately, dropped everything else. That was so great when fucking reality hit those idiots in the face that like I think Logan Paul bought one, that idiot, for like Something he like, used like NFT, isn't he? I didn't know he were real. He bought one for something like six hundred and fifty grand, and it was like last valued at worth like five dollars. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was he was AI in. I didn't know he were even real. <laughs> he's not a he's not a serious person. Um, no. uh, the rest of the article says of the seventy three thousand NFT collections we identified on the blockchain, an eye watering sixty nine thousand of them have a market cap of zero. Nice. So they oh, well. fuck all. Goodbye. We barely knew ye. Tell you what, you can buy though, (laughs) and you'll have it for life a tattoo. Yep. Ah. (laughs) And then that's yours. Or a t shirt on our red bubble. Yeah, that will belong to you. This tattoo is mine. This tattoo is like, no, whatever that rifle speech is. I don't know it. (laughs) 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 This rifle is mine. Right. What is it? Candy, can I make my tattoo non fungible? (laughs) No. <laughs> no, because you can remove your arm and sell your arm. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. I want to make it non-fungible. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll candy. get into that later yeah. on. <laughs> Give us a blockchain, Candy. Okay. She is a fucking blockchain. I am a blockchain. Next. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's a weird world web. Two construction workers have been arrested for smashing through the Great Wall of China. China's <laughs> most significant his- historic defence against invading forces has been breached by two workers looking for an easy shortcut. Isn't that the plot to that Matt Damon film? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where Matt Damon's the last man on China. Oh, he's a Chinese Matt Damon or whatever. <laughs> and he's stopping demons getting into China. That's a real film as well. I'm yeah. not making that up. That exists. No, I know, no, there's, no, a, I know right. there's a... 
Matt Damon White Savior film with Matt yeah, Damon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone remembers The Last Samurai. No one remembers the Matt Damon film. The Great film. Wall. That's it. The, is that what the Great Wall? But there's demons in Mongolia. Like, get, don't let the Mongolians in the demons. <laughs> no, Matt Damon's here to save workers. us, though. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh, oh oh what construction workers are like what's this wall do- this, this can't be great wall of china this <laughs> not through it lads ding 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 <laughs> come on lads imagine looking at the great wall of china and going oh for fuck's sake i'm not going down that let's just go through here <laughs> yeah let's go through it mate most of the great wall of china you can step over it's not that tall some bits is it it goes all the way down, really it goes really low down to the ground and back up I again. Mean, but why would you do that? Because if you got caught, you know what the Chinese government and the authorities They will like, kill you. you know, <laughs> I'm just looking at this Great Wall film. The amount of non-Chinese people in this film is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I've just put the link to the news story in, in, in the chat. Have a look at it because have a look at the fucking picture because it's fucking mental. Oh, shit, they have as well. <laughs> like, it's not, it's, it's not like they've broken, like, a little bit of it. They've built a fucking dirt road. They put roads through it. Wall. <laughs> Where we're going, we will need roads. <laughs> fucking hell. What, the deal is going to get into China now. You look right that section is thought to be tiny. Could have been constructed as much as 2,000 years ago, and they've just busted through it. <laughs> With a fucking oh, JCB. <laughs> I, I, I went on to Great Wall of China years and years ago when I was traveling, and I went and you know the popular bits that you see with the towers on either side? Yeah. And, and five million people on the same bit of wall that you're on. And I'm telling you now, I could have pushed them bricks down myself. It's so old. <laughs> all, all the, like, mortar and stuff is just chipped away. People try and steal them, mm. and they will get shot. <laughs> Do you know it's how long it would take you to walk it? I think it's. I think someone did it, didn't it? It took up two weeks, eighteen months. What? So I'm sure someone did it in two weeks. No, it's sure thousands it of miles long. It. Eight is five thousand miles long. Uh, oh, yeah. I know, I'm, they might have gone. They might have followed it in a car. Actually, I might be wrong. Just to say, <laughs> they used a shortcut. That's what they did. Fucking hell! Put that road through it. Hey, I've walked across Hadrian's Wall. That's what I'll do. And. Let me just get this out of there. You cannot see the Great Wall of China from space. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. Of course you can. That's a myth. That's Is that right. the news? Yes, sir. Brilliant. Right, we're going to go into the main chunk of the podcast. No longer called the Nexus, guys. This is just the show. Ooh. I'm going to start. <sighs> I've been reading a book, as Gadget calls them, books. Why does everyone just point out the way I say book? <laughs> book. Book. Everyone else just says book. Book. <laughs> book. I've been reading Fucking a book. Yorkshire. I can't. <laughs> Even I can say it right. I've been reading a book. I finished a book. Um, it's a book. It's called Empire of the Vampires by Jay Christoph. Can you guess what it's about? A self-help, meaningful life book about um, recovering from alcoholism. It's a dark fantasy vampire. <laughs> vampire. <laughs> really, really high fantasy, dark fantasy vampire um, book. I'll give you the blurb. So it's been 27 long years since the last sunrise in this world. <clears throat> Ever since, vampires have waged war against humanity, building their eternal empire, even as they tear down our own. Uh, Gabriel de Leon, half man, <laughs> half monster, and last remaining silver saint. Uh, he's a sworn brother of the Holy Silver Order, dedicated to defending the realm 
from the creatures of the night. So you get you get what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> he's all that stands. Go on, sorry. You're, you're basically reading The Witcher. Yeah, in a way, yeah. It doesn't look like Geralt, though. Uh, it's all that stands between the world and its end. Um, the story's quite clever. So he's imprisoned by the very monsters that he's vowed to destroy from the get-go, and Gabriel is forced to uh, tell his story to a vampire. Um, not too unlike Interview with a Vampire, but this time he's imprisoned. And it's a story, it's a legendary battles and forbidden love and faith lost, friendships won, um, and the War of the Blood which is a famous war in this world, and the forever king, like a vampire, and the quest for humanity's last remaining hope. Can you guess what the last remaining hope would be, guys? The Holy Grail. Of course it is. That's right. The Holy Grail. So <clears throat> you think, ooh, that's, that's, that's a very verbose fantasy thing. Candy, it's very sexy. Oh, right. Tell me more. Now, trigger warning, guys. Trigger warning. Not so far into the book, there is a vampire blowjob scene in which there's lots of blood. Ooh. Oh. Eee. This is... Pull the teeth away. This is really, really, really adult. This is a really adult... Imagine Sapkowski's Witcher with titties. More titties than that's got, because that's got titties. <laughs> but more titties and blood <laughs> and vampires. Do you know what? It's a really, really... I think it's like 720 pages. It's a big old book. But fuck me, I just devoured it. Pun intended. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It's just, <clears throat> it's one of them that's, that's a great world builder and because of the narrative style where someone, like um, Louis is in Interview with a Vampire, he's narrating the whole thing. So you don't have to guess what's happening because he's explaining it to this vampire that doesn't know his side. And he's a half-human, half-vampire. That's not a, a plot twist or anything like that. That's just what he is. And... I don't know. I just think it's it's a couple of years old. I just think it's really clever. There's a sequel to it that I'm going to start as well, and it's just nice. And you know, like you you read a lot of fantasy books, don't you, Stig? Yeah, I was just looking at this. Actually, the sequel's not out till next year. Is it next unfortunately? year? Unfortunately, yeah. But uh, yeah, I read, but not do, like this. Do you know? Do you know when? It's, it's forget the vampire bit. It's just a fantasy. This is with monsters and stuff in it. But do you know when? For me, a fantasy novel. Is only as good as its uh, author can describe the world and explain the world. If you can't get into that, I don't think you. I think you're lost. I, I've, I've put a few fantasy books down because I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this? But this is really straightforward, <laughs> really simple, really easy to read, and I just, I absolutely adored it. And I, and I, I barely played any games this week because I've been reading it, and that's a solid, solid recommendation. So if, if I'm getting prized away from fucking games, I think I bought it for, for um, £1.49 on uh, Kindle. Really, really, really good. If you're into that kind of thing, and Candy, the, it's really sexy, mate. I'm, I'm, just really... getting, I'm just getting reminders of True Blood. And I like that <clears throat> that had blood and titties It's ye well. old True Blood. True blood. Ye, ye old True Blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> ridiculous. Honestly, you sold it. It's just really good. I want you to read it so you can talk to me about it. I will. you think about it. I, I think will. it's sensational. <laughs> Again, it's not a horror. It's not scary. It's as if this is just the norm. This is their world. It's just really fucking good. And Jay Kristoff is shot up there. He's one of my new favourites now. It's just brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. I recommend it to anyone. 
That's me. I've done nothing else but do that this week. Nothing else. Yeah, I just loved it. I mean, 720 pages is not a small book, is it? Oh, fair enough. (laughs) It's not a small book. Six months to read that. (laughs) Just fucking smashed it, mate. But yeah, really good. Um, mm, mm, Stig, you've been doing, pal. Films, watching films. Watching the films. Watching films. I actually got my first ever screener this week. Ooh. Yeah, boy. It even had my name on it and everything. I was watching it. It flashed up with my name on the screen. So I can't <laughs> pirate it, which I wouldn't do anyway. Yeah. But, you know, that's why they do it. I've um, watched so... loads of screeners that ask random people's names at the beginning. How'd you get a screener? <laughs> you apply. Another director. Are you becoming oh, an influencer? Cool. No, it's Craig that came on our podcast. Craig Toohey. Yeah, so he's... he's he's Not Martin Scorsese. No, no, no. It's Craig (laughs) Toohey. It's his directorial debut, like, feature-length film. Um, It's called Unloved Ones at the moment. Um, Title is not... Apparently, he's not decided whether that's going to be the title or not because it's not coming out for a while, but he's... he's, You know, he wanted me to give it a watch and give him his honest... Give him an honest review. Um... It's about a businessman. He, he's kind of living out in the um, sticks in the middle of nowhere in his big fancy house. Um, and his daughter, his teenage daughter, who he kind of doesn't get on with really these days, she turns up for her 16th birthday, spend the weekend with him. Um, she's kind of embittered and kind of reluctantly visiting him. Um, she kind of doesn't really want to be there. And, you know, he's kind of way of, of, showing his love is just by her the you know the latest watch do you know what i mean he's, he's not really part of her life yeah per se like he's more bothered about kind of shagging young women the same age well not the same age as her but you know young 20 odd year old women in that rather than participating in his daughter's life um but she's round for the weekend and while she's there um two uninvited guests turn up and it becomes a home invasion film all right uh uh, where he is taken hostage, Dot's taken hostage, and they're kind of put through a series of acts, you know, specifically him. Um, embarrassing, uh, brutal, kind of, you know, awful things he's put through. Um, and I thought it was really good for a first-time director. Um, it's Is it similar to that plot of that um, Keanu Reeves film? Oh, God, no, nothing like that. No, this is like proper tense, gripping and brutal. Um, hmm. Like really brutal. So you've got these two characters. One's called Comedy and Tragedy. And they they have like some kind There's some Ooh, thing going on there. Yeah. And the, Call me intrigued. It's, it, he's, he's done really well, a really good job. Like there's a lot of good, it's really well shot. And there's some really good like kind of drone shots from it that he's used. And like I say, it's really brutal. It stars. Uh, Jamie Winston, uh, Ray Winston's daughter, as like the she's one of the her from int- the zombie, zombie Big Brother film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so mm. she is like one of the home in, in, invaders, and she's brilliant. Like she's really convincing as like proper unhinged psycho. Like she, like she's yeah. the best thing in it. Like she's really, really good. Um, if I've said, if I was just be critical, some of the dialogue and delivery is a bit patchy in places. And I was slightly unconvinced by one of the motivations of a certain character at one point. But I've talked about to him about this. 
and he's told me kind of what he was going for, and I get Start it. screaming at you. No, no, actually, no. He just said to me, like, what he do you said know? to me, I'd be as honest as you want. Like, I, I'm not going to be able to get better if people, if I send this to friends and they all kiss my ass over it. Just yeah. tell me how, what, tell me, did you like it or didn't you like it? You know, if you hated it, tell me you hated it. Like, I'd rather be honest, but I didn't hate it. You know, there was a few things that I could thought could have been better, but in the long run, I think he's, he's put himself out in this film. Like, he's told me about personal things going on in his life before and i can see part of his life in this film like it's very much a personal film outpouring of grief and some of the stuff that he's gone through so watching it from that perspective i kind of have a different view of the film i mean if you don't know all that he might view it as just kind of this home invasion film where you know this this kind of brutal shit happens to the to this but it's man not just and- skin deep like that no, it's there's a lot going on in there, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a, it was a good film. It's about a three out of five, I'd say. Um, yep. Like I said, I think there could have been a few things that were better. Um, one of the characters I didn't think was very good at all. Um, Should have got you in. Well, he was kind of. It was filmed during COVID because they got everything together to film it, and then COVID hit. Oh, so it's like it was filmed over COVID restrictions. So it was either film it or lose it. Uh, so some of the actors wow. were changed at last minute and things like that. So he kind of had to go with that with some of it. But I, I'm very proud of him to, uh, and he should be proud of himself, really. So. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know when that film's coming out. It's been kind of screened for a few smaller festivals, and it could be um, a different name anyway. It could be a different name. It, it's sometime next year, I believe. There's still a lot of stuff that needs to be kind of done with it. But it's got a really cool uh, song at the on the end credits that just fits the tone of the film really well. I, I, it isn't like a sad song, an awful song. It's more like upbeat, but it kind of just fits the tone. I don't mm. know how to say it really, but it was, I, that was one thing I really liked about it was the, uh, the music, the use of music and sound, and it was really good. Um, he said um, how he's going to try and release it. Is he aiming for after the festivals, like a cinema release as well? Is it going to end up on... Hopefully like, somebody picks it up, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's stuff like that, but I imagine it might probably just be like a straight to streaming, um, unless someone picks it up, unless someone sees it at a festival and really likes it. Yeah. But, and then yeah. we can say we launched oh, his career, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, um, it could be on someone like Shudder, something like that. Hey, there's some gold on there, mate. Yeah. But we'll see. You've got to go digging, though. You've got to go digging. I'll keep everyone updated. Stop, stop you nodding there, Candy. I've fucking signed up to Shudder to watch Verotica. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to go. You've got to go deeper than fucking Verotica, mate. You've got to dig deep. There's so mm. many treasures. Um, yeah, but the other one. Um, I mean, I watched that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Um, brilliant, really good. I'm not going to really touch on that much. Um, it's just a really good, fun film. I I recommended watching that, especially with your kids. Or like me by myself because my kids didn't want to watch it. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's really good. But the other one is I went to see a haunting in Venice last night. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. So I took Amelia to go see this last night. We went for a little uh, date together in the late night cinema, and uh, yeah, we nice, went to watch mate. this. This is the third um, Hercule Poirot. Poirot. Filmed by Kenneth Branagh, also directed by Kenneth Branagh and starring Kenneth Branagh. Uh, this also stars Jamie Dornan. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> Tina Fey, uh, Michelle Yeoh, 
Uh, I liked his last two, me. I liked them. What is her name? I have lost her name. Kelly Riley. That's it. And this is uh, Poro is now is retired. It's set in 1947, so it's after the Second World War. He's now retired in Venice. Um, he doesn't kind of want to do the detective work anymore. He's even he's even had to had to um, procure the services of a bodyguard to keep people away from him. But his old kind of friend, who's played by Tina Fey, she is a she's basically an Agatha Christie. Uh, she yep. writes detective and like, mystery novels, and she kind of helped launch the, que- uh, the career of Poirot, and she comes back to him with this story of this uh, piazza that's, uh, palazzo, sorry, that's haunted, and this girl has died mysteriously, and there's going to be a seance there performed by Michelle Yeoh's character, who is the real deal, apparently. So he goes along uh-huh. to try and debunk it. Is it the I've I've read all of it, is it the one with the Halloween party? It's basically an adaptation of Halloween parties, but it's yeah more. It, so. It's based on that, but they've added a few things to it. I've read I read them so long ago. It's like which one's which? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't like Death on the Nile. I, I liked Murder on the Orient Express. I thought Death on the Nile was naff. I thought it didn't look yeah, very I nice. Sure. I thought that it, it looked like it f- was filmed on a it's green screen. It's been adapted screen. so many times as well, Death on the Nile. <laughs> I've never seen him. Like, I remember actually listening oh, right. to a Komodo Mayo and they were talking about Verge <clears throat> on the Orient Express. And he went, yeah. well, everyone knows who did it. Like, and I was just yes. like, nope, because I've never watched <laughs> you one. You didn't know at ne- all? <laughs> no, I've never watched one, never read one. So I won't spoil it to the listeners, but it's yeah. like it's like people not knowing that uh, Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's dad. Sorry if you've not seen Star Wars. What? Spoilers? <laughs> I think that's up there with that, mate. I think it's. it's I don't think so. Well known. No. So I, um, yeah, I think this is the best one of the three by far. Um, that's I, good because I like the first two. So I'm, it I'm is for beautifully that. shot. It's full of all these like weird Dutch um, angles. It all kind of mm. helps towards not just the way it looks, but also the narrative of the of the film and all the kind of weird shit that's going on within the in this plaza, uh, palazzo. It's. It looks amazing. I think they must have gone and shot this in Venice because they've got all these like exterior shots of Venice and everything looks like it's there. Whereas the, if you look at scenes from Death on the Nile, you can clearly see it's the green stud- screen. It's green screen. It was you really can, bad. It yeah, really it's bad. really bad. But this is stunning. Like the best thing about this is the is the way it looks. I really I mean, Death like- on the Nile does have um, really um, bad uh, actor choices in it as well. <laughs> Yeah, but those were <laughs> post filming. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, but I, um, I really liked the use of bringing like a supernatural element into all of this. So there is all the whole like him trying to de- debunk it, and you know, as an audience, you're just like, well, yeah, this is kind of set in the real world, so there is going to be some kind of something phony going Scooby on. Scooby Dooisms. But <laughs> there is stuff in the background. There is stuff going on. And there's a lot of jump scares. There's great use of lighting. great use of sound. There is There was one particular moment where, I mean, Amelia jumped a lot. There was one particular one where she literally jumped behind me into my <laughs> arm and hit her face and started shaking. Aww. It was that kind of jumping You're scary. Terrible, this is a 12A. She's seen scarier films than this. <laughs> but it was just being in the cinema, it was like a really good jump Loud, scare. That, yeah, there was some good jump scares 
for him. And I thought yeah, that she'd really like this because she does like kind of stuff with a mystery and because of the supernatural. I didn't know this were out, me. I'm gutted. I'm not. Did, wait, did she enjoy it though in the end? Yeah, yeah, she really liked it. I, I was worried she might get a bit bored during like the interrogation scenes, but not no, she really liked it. Christy and, novels. And um, I, I said to her like she, she likes whispered to, to me, and then I said I think I figured it out. But what's it? Oh. But she can't. She can't process it that quick. So she can't yeah. figure it out. So when the reveal does come, she's like, oh, "That." Like, I wish I. <laughs> but that's what that Agatha wonder. Christie wanted. Yeah, I, like, so I wish I had perfect. that wonder because there was stuff yeah. that happened. That well, you're like, right because right. you were rubbish on the Patreon show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different circumstance. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think this is the best one of the three. It's you know, it's not an amazing oh, film, but it's enjoyable. I had a I'm really good time with it. it. And uh, if you did like the first two, then you're definitely going to like this one. Mm, I can't wait. I love Branner anyways. <laughs> Top dog, isn't it? Yeah. And this one didn't have any backstory on moustaches or anything, so that's all <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> good. We need that moustache oh, I, re- <laughs> I do recommend the books as well. Like, people scoff at Agatha Christie because of... Um, like the old um, ITV dramas and stuff. Even though I, I did, I did like Poirot. I think I thought it were a good TV show. But people scoff at it. It's like oh, it's old wives' tale. It's not. It's like pretty fucking solid, solid narratives. Across David the bar. Suchet was great. Oh. He was brilliant. He was, yeah. Poirot. Brilliant. Yeah, excellent stick. Well done. Well done for taking your daughter out and being a great dad. Yeah. Nighttime little cinema trip. She says, Can we go more at them? Like, yeah, Saturday night. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of great dads, Biggie, you've been up to. <laughs> Don't know about that. Uh, yeah, there's two that I want to cover uh, briefly. <laughs> I was giving you a compliment. Um, I know. Uh, the first one I watched, uh, this was to get me into the mood for our Scorch Sheet one shot. Um, this was recommended to me a long time ago by my, uh, my best mate. Uh, M. Flem, friend of the show. Uh, Godless. It's a, a Netflix show. Oh. <laughs> it's a American Western drama streaming TV series. Uh, it's only one series. Uh, it's about mm. like seven episodes, something like that. Uh, Eight, created, written, directed by Scott Frank, uh, who did things like out of wrote the screen for, uh, start again. He adapted the screenplay for Out of Sight and Logan. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, Really cool. It's basically a series set in 1884 where a young outlaw on the run from his vengeful mentor winds up in a small New Mexico town populated almost entirely by women due to a mining accident taking the lives of 84 men. I really like this. Oh, this is really cool. It's, uh, I nice liked it, mate. Short... But it was about six six years ago when I watched it. Yeah, but it, it'd been Five, on my watch list ago. ages. But I just wanted to get into the I, mood I thought of good. the up-and-coming and Jack O'Connell's pod. brilliant in it. He's superb as uh, Roy Good, the, uh, yeah. the guy that uh, the young outlaw that's on the run from uh, Frank Griffin, which is played by a fantastic Jeff Daniels. Oh, he's really, so good in it. Really choose the scenery, but in a good way. He's so good in this. Um, mm. Also stars Michelle Dockery, uh, Scoot McNary, um, amongst others. Um, Thomas Brody. He's a lot of character in actors in well. it. And they all just do their jobs brilliantly just every character yeah. you, you sort of get invested in you want to see how their art works out and you basically you get it every main character yeah. in this has their little arc um mm. the music cinematography is beautiful um set set design is fantastic you really feel like it's you're in watching a western it, it just 
I know it's quite easy to do if you've got a desert and saloons and stuff. But I don't it, it think just it feels is that like easy just... to do. Some people get it wrong. But you know what I mean? You, you've seen it in millions of movies, but this actually felt lived in, uh, the clothing looked um, authentic and lived in as I well. I think They're a Western like can live and die by its dialogue, brain. really. Yeah. But I thought it was fantastic. Really, really good. And like I say, short and sweet. It, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, brutal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brutal yeah. in places. <clears throat> I might rewatch um, that. Yeah. I, I loved it years ago. I loved it. Cannot recommend that enough. What mm. I can't recommend, and I'm Ooh. so sad that I'm saying this, is that I watched Bo is Afraid. I told you. It's <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, man. Just Biggie's Afraid. I'm such, a, <clears throat> I'm such a fan of Ariaster's work. And I get this is a personal thing for him. This is something that he wrote before Hereditary and Midsummer. Um it's a very personal film for him. It's just fucking bonkers. I, I don't even remember you uh, reviewing it, so I'm sorry if uh, I forgot you'd watched it. But I wasn't a yeah, fan either. Man. Hated it. Hard I can't watch. wait to watch it, it and love it. <laughs> it <laughs> I know. I, when, when Candy reviewed it, I was like, this is going to be amazing, this film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's just, don't get me wrong. I mean, Joaquin is fantastic in it. His performance Joaquin. is incredible. And the... That the, the um, cinematography is great, and that there are certainly some moments in it, and uh, <laughs> there are some moments, but yeah, just I came away from that. And this is a good point that Sticky made before about if you watch a movie and you just don't get what you've watched, what was really the point? Because I literally went on Reddit straight after, just trying to find information about what I thought I thought the film was about, you and need just really understanding. That makes me want to watch yeah. the fuck out of it. But it's not it's not it's just, good like Donnie Darko is good and that you you, yeah. you know you don't take the same thing away from it as everyone else. It's just confusing for the sake of being confusing. Yeah, I don't yeah, like that. Big big style. And he, he's talked to himself that he, he might talk about it in like he's uh, I think he was referenced something like in 10 years time he'll talk about this movie like what it actually is about, but yeah, I mean, basically, in a nutshell, it just the plot basically follows a mild-mannered but paranoia-ridden Bose embarks on a surreal odyssey to get home to attend his mother's funeral, realizing his greatest fears along the way. It's basically the synopsis on Wikipedia, but that doesn't even begin to touch the different scenarios that happen throughout that film. And half the time, you've no idea what's really happening. Is it from his viewpoint? Is it just yeah? It's what the fuck? I, I walked away after watching that. <laughs> Like what have I just watched? And it's three hours long. <laughs> not just what, Jesus. not just what have I just yeah. watched, but why? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I'm gutted because I really liked his earlier work, and I'm sure he's got better stuff to come. But personal projects aside, I hope he does something a bit more watchable. Because yeah, clever stuff, but try to avoid it oh. if I were you. To be honest, I'm going to watch it fun. and love it. I know I am. <laughs> I do want to watch it at some point. Um, but yeah, I need to get in that headspace for it now. That's the problem. If you could come away and you have, and it is weird, and you have some idea about, it might not be the same that someone else has viewed it, and you might be able to yeah. discuss it with people and go, well, I thought it was about this, and I thought that, okay. But if you just come away and you're just like, huh? And everyone else is like, yeah. huh? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no the different viewpoints there, of Reddit like... sums it up perfectly because so many people have different theories, which is fine. And I guess that's what the director was looking for, but it's just kind of, yeah. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix has done a bad film, so this has got to be good. Ah, he's, don't. He, don't get me wrong, he's fantastic. <laughs> Steve's going to find so, one now. He's going to so, find one now. He's so good in this, but yeah. He's definitely done bad films. Nah. 
not leading roles, not leading roles. But yeah, well done. Well done, Biggie, for warning people. Um... Well, Candy already did it and I missed it. So yeah, sorry, Candy. It deserves the double warning, I think, so it's fine. Candy, what have you been up to? I've been doing a few things, actually. I've been, uh, as you know, I've been away. Setting your computer up. Setting my computer up. Yeah, I, I want a computer just so. Comp City giveaways. Thanks. Thank Ugh. you. Sponsors this podcast, that fucking place. Wanker. <laughs> Pretty much. So I went to... Stick! <laughs> <laughs> I went to Amsterdam. You haven't told Stig yet, have you? I have told Stig. Well, no, not Stig. <laughs> Oodles. <laughs> I have. Yeah, she told me. Told yeah. me. Yeah. No, Oodles won something as well. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, we're getting with you. <laughs> oh, you won something. I won a competition stick. <laughs> I won competitions, just never the ones that I want. I won Diablo for a game I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling it, don't worry. I'm not even opening it. <laughs> but I guess I you could for it, that's all right. <laughs> Sorry, Candy. Come on, stick. So you went to Amsterdam. Yeah, sorry, let's let's just start that again, shall we? The dam. Went to the dam, the dam of all dams. Whilst I was in the dam, mm. I went to an Are you reviewing Amsterdam as a city or <laughs> ten out of ten for the dam, <laughs> let me tell you. Not for the reasons you might think, but also that. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I don't know how to describe it, maybe an installation called a maze. And it's a Interactive, immersive, light and visual effects experience is how it's described. Um, let me tell you, fuck me, they know their audience. Having sampled a little of the local delicacies, shall we say, in Amsterdam. Um, coffee. Coffee, yep. Yeah, uh, flapjacks and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was transported to another world. To another dimension. <laughs> That's what it'll do. <laughs> so yeah, I might not have gone to anything. I don't know. <laughs> Just went to a room. We're gonna have to put one of them speak to Frank things in the show notes now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Take them what you will. Um, so there's seven different environments um, of audio visual technology. The first half of which is guided. So you go through sort of four or five different rooms. The whole place is in a. I think it's a huge like industrial warehouse. Um, so the first five rooms is basically like a audio and light display and you're just a passive member of the audience you go through in groups of between six and eight normally i think there was six in our group there was three three of my friends and then three strangers you haven't um, got three friends i bloody have you bloody have. paid for them in amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> um and then the second part of it so it lasts about sort of an hour or two probably two hours um the second part you're kind of free to experience at your leisure. And this is where the more interactive side of it um, comes into play because you've got mazes, you've got... It's kind of like a swing, but there's a uh, screen in front of you that um, interacts with how much you're swinging and you're swinging through the galaxy and everything. Um, it's hard to describe... I don't think words are doing it justice because it's hard to describe just how good it was. Like You know when you've been to a really good gig... And you, mm. you, you you can't really say, yeah, they came out and did their bangers and it was a really good time. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that kind atmosphere. of... Atmosphere. That's yeah. what you're trying to explain. It, it sounds Especially like... Especially when you're chonged out your mind. Do you know what? <laughs> I haven't done much of that, partaking in that for a while. Um, 
so I didn't do, I thought, you know, I might, maybe if I do that and then go in to this experience, it might just be too much. I went in there. It probably wasn't even two hours long. It probably 15 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I literally, I think I probably just went to the waiting room and then came back out again. (laughs) Look at this experience. That's beautiful, that. Going around the roll, 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 um, rotating door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, look how interactive it is. Best it 27 sounds... euro I've ever spent. It sounds like that thing me and Pip went to in London when we were down there in March with uh, the, uh, the kind of interactive light shows and stuff. Yeah, I think possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's very much like I've a sort the, of art the, installation. I've seen these like um, transcendental experiences as well, these pop-ups that it's really like, it's like um, ASMR for your eyes. They, ASMR. Yeah. yeah, it is ASMR. And just it's just so mm. immersive because, you know, it's all you see is the lights. All you hear of this is this really loud music. Um, but the last part, mm. it kind of opens up and, into a big warehouse space again. And there's projections on all four of the walls, plus the pillars that are kind of coming down. Um, and you're given a beanbag. And you just sit and flump and the show's probably, it's not like it starts and then finishes. It's on a continual loop of about 20 minutes. So you can sit there for hours if you want and just <laughs> trippy videos. And it's, oh, I'm so much sure. I don't know if any of you, have you ever seen um, video footage from Tomorrowlands, that huge venue in, I think that's yeah. in Holland actually. So um, yeah. the projections that uh, I think Anima, um, mm-hmm. the, the creator Anima does these amazing 3D projections that are just, your jaw dropping it looks a lot yeah. like that in fact i don't know if it was anima that did it it might have been the same artist i'm not sure but also it starts and ends in a bar that looks exactly like lizzie's bar from cyberpunk so we stayed that there like hard. for an embarrassingly long time taking pictures of us being npcs <laughs> we were tea posing everything <laughs> it was so much fun like the drinks were only 15 euro each it was an absolute steal <laughs> But Only I mean, 15 it, euro each. <laughs> I know, right? It's fucking scary. Ouch. Oh, in, I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> got the palps. Did you get lost in that maze? There was a maze, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you were there maze. for two hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there was a mirror maze, which is p- possibly not the wisest idea when you know the kind of people that are going to be coming. Like, if I probably, if I was higher... I would have maybe had a bit of a breakdown because there was one of those horrible mirror maze things. <laughs> anyway, that's I what... got stuck in a mirror maze in um, in Bridlington once, and I had a right panic attack. They're horrible, aren't they? <laughs> Bridlington, <laughs> are only a child. Well, they're still just as bad now. <laughs> and then you see four mums running towards you, and one of them bashes yeah. into the next, and mums on the ground, and there's blood everywhere. I'm horrendous. <laughs> it's a shame I'm not going to be able to see this maze because I don't think I'm allowed back in Amsterdam. Well, maybe something will come over here. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe it'll go on tour. If it does. I love that shit, though. I love that kind of interact, like visual interact. I like these pop ups, and you see people like going to these like fucking Resident Evil pop ups that just turn up, and it's like an experience. I want to do those things, but you've got like a day to get down there and see it. And it's just, you always miss that shit. Yeah, it gets your brain synapses firing away, though. Yeah. Something just all encompassing. It's just. Fucking cool, I love it. What's it called? A maze? Um, just called a maze. Mm. I'll, um, I'll drop some links in the Discord. Um, drop the links. But the main thing I did, I've got two kind of mini ones this week. The main thing I did All right. was I watched The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Yikes. The fucking hell is that? I'll tell you. Um, so I've been watching <laughs> it on YouTube. I think in the States it's on uh, Netflix. 
Now, I love me an alien. You know I love an alien. I love a paranormal conspiracy. You do conspiracy. love an alien. Love an alien. Love a paranormal conspiracy. Um, and when I get a customer in the chair, I will talk my customer's ear off about what I'm watching, what I'm thinking about. Like, that correct. Gadget? Alien stuff. Yeah, okay. I will talk about anything. I'm tattoo from Tart Candy. <laughs> I like him to be quiet. Oh, no, she, she's a talky tattoo artist. I am. I, so I, you going I had to tell on Barbara off once. I had to tell the Barbara off once. I went, come on. Just get on with it. Worst, worst part is she talks to the other customers who are getting tattoos from other people and just talks into <laughs> their conversations. You wonder why Ugh. I don't talk that much on the pod. It's because I spend all my words during the week. <laughs> <laughs> I inflict I inflict my personality on people. Anyway, back to Skinwalker Ranch. Um, so, yeah, my customers, back to my customers, they, um, they recommended this Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch on Netflix or YouTube, whatever. Um, what are you saying? Skin, skinwalker. 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 Skin. Walking skin. Walking skin. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm saying skid, skidwalker. Skinwalker. <laughs> so it was, it was sold to me as if it was this really like damning. No. It was sold to me as if it was like this really kind of damning, mysterious documentary on the alien phenomena. Wrong. No. Customers were wrong. What it is, <laughs> it's a typical like American style. Um, kind of docudrama, you know, like Miami Inc. or the Kardashians, or just you know, completely overdramatized. Um, talking heads and stuff. Not so much. Yeah, actually, no. There is an element of talking heads, but yeah, the kind of so like they're taking themselves so seriously, and it's actually absolute bollocks. So this team of um, <laughs> this team of village idiots have got together to investigate the Skinwalker Ranch in Utah, which is. Um, it's said to be an area of concentrated UFO and paranormal phenomena, so they've gone to investigate, basically. Um, the so-called, like, history of the place is it's, like, something-something Indian burial grounds. It's like, I think a skinwalker... <laughs> like, skinwalkers are some kind of ancient Native American curse. Um, it sounds like a Stephen King novel. It does, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> <Pet> cemetery. <laughs> it's literally Pet Cemetery. I am the skinwalker. <laughs> yeah, skinwalker sounds exactly like a Stephen King title. <laughs> I Probably prefer it. Is. Yeah. Um, so Tommy anyway- Ranch. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, this team of numpties go about their day conducting experiments and try and prove these claims. Um, yeah, it's just so over-dramatised. It's hilarious. Like, you know the type where they've kind of mashed together, like, different conversations to make it sound mm. more dramatic? And you know this conversation has never <laughs> happened. They've just, like plucked bits from here and there and like put it together sound bites aren't they yeah or they catch a people and they're like frowning or they're looking confused and they, but it's they're nothing just, to do with what the no they're about. just thinking about what they're having for tea like one <laughs> one like really good example of that is so they're doing this experiment i can't tell you what the experiment was but for some reason they were just pointing a green laser pen at one of the mountains <laughs> flat earthers <laughs> Not even flat. I don't know. I don't know what was fucking happening. I don't pay attention to the experiments. Aliens hate green lasers. It's fact. Apparently, um, <laughs> it is. Known. So one of the, so one of the crew <laughs> says he's got a headache. This entire this entire experiment it comes to a halt. They're all panicking. They're talking danger to life. This guy needs to go oh, to the emergency room. They're getting like brainwaves from alien. <laughs> um, so th- the rest of this episode is just clips going back to this guy like being driven off to the ER and this guy like radioing the owner of Skinwalker Ranch saying you know it's it's, a, it's dangerous to be out here. Not only that episode but the following episode's recap which is half of the episode 
was that again. <laughs> like the guy literally just, he kind of like bl- blinked, said he had a headache and looked in, off into the middle horizon and everything came grinds into a hole. It's like oh, the, the most shit acting. Like, it's like Derek Akora. Like, you know, that kind of level. Mary of drama. loves dick. Mary loves dick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the trouble is though, I'm completely hooked. It's oh! so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I do not believe a single thing, but it's just car crash TV. I can't stop. It's just laughably awful. Oh, no. Watch it, but not oh. because it's good alien content. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a whirl. I like. I, I mean, one of my favourite pastimes is laughing at uh, Middle Americans being dumb. Yeah, this, this, won't, this won't disappoint. <laughs> It's funny, it's funny how those places are just... That's exactly where the aliens always go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but when the aliens <laughs> do visit Earth, got to be in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the, back, in the middle of nowhere. Naturally. I mean, I w- wouldn't, wouldn't scientifically the probably land in ocean because that's what most of the planet is. <laughs> or the, if they're going to land somewhere. Or the desert. They might be in the, the ocean. They're um, allergic to water. <laughs> Asia. It'd be Asia because it's the biggest <laughs> continent. Surely. Antarctica, technically, if you want to go for size. Yeah, Antarctica. <laughs> imagine if they land and the only thing, the only no thing that they've got reference from is, is polar bears and penguins. And like, not a lot going on oh, no. on this planet, is there? They won't see penguins, they only see polar bears. And, and which one's well, where penguins is Antarctica? Penguins is Antarctica. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who cares? They won't even see a mammal. They won't even see a mammal. And if the penguins like, look well, take us to your leader. <laughs> These penguins fly. Half out of Christmas, one or the other. Oh, one of them. One of them. Mm. Forgot it is there. Skinwalker Ranch. Excellent. Gadget, play us out. Okay, so um, the the gaming-wise, everything is still kind of clocking on. Um, still absolutely loving Armored Core. <laughs> still absolutely loving uh, Baldur's Gate. Despite the fact that I've got myself stuck on a fight where I'm massively outnumbered and I don't know what to do. Uh, so listeners, you should see you should see the chat that gadgets fangirling to me over the private DM messages. It's like this is amazing, this is amazing, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yes, it is. I told you, <laughs> I beat a giant boss with a giant railgun the other day. It was fucking great. What's what's better? <laughs> what more do you Nothing. want out of life? Um, what do you want out of life? I am so glad I went back to it, uh, and I'm still living Starfield. Um, despite I, I, I don't know, Candy, since the last update on Starfield, have you noticed it's a bit more buggy now? They've put more bugs into it. Yes, I certainly had that as a feature. Well, I'm getting more frame rate drops, <laughs> and I'm getting more weird shit happening. Like people just like you talk. The year. Like they, they, there's one quite famous one. I've had it a couple of times where you speak to this NPCs leaning up against the wall, and they just fade through it like Homer Simpson into the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> Did I send you that video of that woman walking through? Like she just peaced out and started walking through some stairs to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And then I had that I mean, horrendous again, like, it's a audio feature, isn't one. it, guys? It is because feature. because they were sat there going. A game is reviewed too well. No one's reporting yeah. as many bugs. Yeah, it's too many. Send patch two point zero. Yeah, but the, uh, the the main thing that we've started uh, doing this week, um, and we're absolutely blitzing through. We've gone through nearly two seasons of it already. We started watching Letterkenny, which yes, is heard of it. a Canadian sitcom uh, based around a rural Ontario community which took its name from Letterkenny and Ireland, and is populated mostly by descendants of Irish immigrants who escaped the Great Famine. Um, every episode opens with the text, there are 5,000 people in Letterkenny. These are their problems. <laughs> and it's fucking weird, and it's great. There's no potatoes left. Well, So the series focuses on uh, Wayne and Katie, who are brother and sister, who run a small farm and a produce stand with the help of Wayne's friends, Daryl 
and Squirrely Dan. And Mm. it is one of the strangest sitcoms I've ever seen, but it's incredibly funny. The main thing about Mm. it is, so it's it's obviously dealing with the trials and tribulations of kind of small town, rural, maybe quite poor life in the backwaters of Canada. Um. That is a vast country as well. That's a vast country. Uh, there's the, the, mm. there's sev- several sets of people with di- um, factions, you might call them, if they were in a video game. You've got the farmers, which the main characters are, which are called the Hicks. Uh, the out-of-towners are members of the local ice hockey team. The town's um, dr- drug addicts, called the Skids, who are also the town goths. Skidwalker Ranch. <laughs> the nearby First Nation reservist members, called the Natives. Jim Goers and the local Mennonites known as the Christians. Ah, there's always one. Yeah. Um, and I think what sells it for me more than anything, I mean, it is a very funny, funny show. It's a dialogue heavy, very funny show. The Oh, is it? The speech is so quick. There are so many jokes. The, the, uh, joke, the joke per minute uh, ratio is ridiculous. Um, lots of kind of the characters kind of sat in these very static poses, like the main character Wayne. I mean, the man's if if you if you Google him, the man's got an incredible neck. He, he he's basically his neck is as wide as his head, but he just kind of sits up like perfectly straight like that. He's he kind of got his eyes very narrow, and he and he just talks very precisely and succinctly into whatever he's talking about. Um, mm. and it's rapid fire delivery of jokes. Um, but what? What I like about it, competitive. If you did this in America, you would have a different. You would come with a different result because all of the characters in this are actually quite intelligent, and they all have quite evolved views on the world. Um, whereas if you did it in America, it would be punching down. No on one's the intelligent. Well, no, no. This one say if you did it, if an American company did this, it would be yeah. Look how stupid the Hicks are. Look how stupid the drug addicts are. And all that. whereas in this Canadian one. Um, and the, well, as the show is itself, they are up, uplifting and uplifted by the fact that they are really yeah. intelligent. They have quite in-depth discussions about things. And then there's the insults. The insults are amazing because they just tag team and bounce off each other insults to different characters. And it's fucking wonderful and so funny. Um, I had to bring up, some, I had to go and find some of the quotes from the first season for it because... Um, some of them are incredible. So um, these are all things that Wayne specifically says, rather than any of the characters. Um, but here's a poem: Starlight, Starbright. Why the fuck have you got earrings on? To his sister, <laughs> who's about to go out on a date. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's always okay to fart when you're alone, except when you're in elevators. That's uncouth. I guess still doing that. Yeah. No, uh, I don't, because you never know who's going to walk in <laughs> and as they open. <laughs> what if it's your new boss that walks in? Uh, this, this, it's like that. A gal at the bar said she liked how your pants fit, but she said it in a baby voice, and really, she can do that on her own time. Like, <laughs> Wayne's, Wayne's very particular about what he doesn't doesn't like. But my uh, uh, and another of his kind of musings... It's like it's like algebra. Why why you got to put numbers and letters together? Why can't you just go fuck yourself? <laughs> um, a wise man once said. <laughs> yeah, um, fuck Lemony Snicket. What a series of unfortunate events you've fucking been through. You ugly fuck. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is a great set. It really is like Confucius, isn't it? Very much so. Um, <laughs> the, then then there's this kind of there's lots of 
as these sitcoms go, like, you know, the characters will interact with each other and they're like, oh, you heard about this, heard about this. And there's these, each season kind of has these long running jokes that go through. So one of the first seasons, mm. it, start, it starts off with um, um, with one of the guys postulating that there might be someone in the community who might have fucked an ostrich. <laughs> and as do that. because his uncle has an ostrich farm and then apparently this guy Very got really attractive drunk birds. and fucked an ostrich and then as the series goes on you get more information as the goes as well you're going to need two people to fuck an ostrich surely yeah the ostrich was sick I heard now you definitely need two or at least three people oh and then it, then it comes out as, I heard it was Boots that fucks the ostrich no no it was it was the ginger the ginger fucked the ostrich really the ginger is too small to fuck an ostrich and stuff like that and it goes on and I swear me and Pip have been an absolute kinks watching this show it's fucking brilliant. I've um, never heard of it. It's on. Uh, it's, oh, I've, I've seen. I've seen trailers. You, you'll you'll have seen clips over um, uh, TikTok, TikTok as well. That's that's how I came to know about it. But the yeah. um, the entire there's eleven seasons out of it <clears> out <throat> at the minute, and uh, all eleven seasons are on the ITVX player for free. Well, it's just ITV streaming service. It used to be ITV Hub. Oh, all right. But now oh, ITV. What? What's that? But now it's it's free. You got to watch a couple of adverts before each episode. But yeah, twenty minute episodes, rapid fire jokes. It's really good. Really good music as well, and lots of fighting in it as well. Because the because the cool. show, the, show, the show starts off with with Wayne wanting to reclaim his crown. He's had a bad breakup. He's not feeling himself, and he's trying to reclaim his crew his crown as the toughest man in Letterkenny. So he has to invite. Sounds like Stig in um, Alfreton. So, so yes, he, he has to invite mm. all the. Is that where you live, Alfreton? Is that where you live? No. I think it, well, <laughs> where do you live? York. Yes. <laughs> go with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, he, so he, he, he has to he has to invite all all of the guys who claim to be the toughest guy and let Kenny over to his farm, um, to fight them, and it's just the most like serious it. set of circumstances. I like sound of it. I mean, I've watched some. Canadian programs before as well. They get sarcasm well. Oh, very sarcastic. It, it might as well be a British show. Yeah. It's so sarcastic. But, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, there's, there's sensibilities there, isn't there? Yeah, um, and and because because they're rural, they all have like a way of talking. Like Squirrely Dan in particular, he um, pluralizes everything. So mm. um, you know, everything just gets an S added to the end of it for some inexplicable yeah. reason. But it's just a quirk of his talk. Daryl is this kind of nervous, kind of skinny guy, and every time they're sat in the kitchen, you see him like trying to basically scrape the plastic off the inside of a yogurt pot because he's like, like yogurt that much. Like, they've all got these weird little quirks about them. And hmm. uh, uh, Katie's quirk is that uh, just getting dressed isn't her thing, much to Wayne's annoyance. She's just walking around in her underwear all the time. I can relate. But she is a very fiercely <laughs> intelligent and motivated character as well. So she, uh, not only is she quite smart with a lot of agency herself, she has pretty privilege, and she fucking knows how to use it. Ah. So, yeah, ah. it's a very good show. Very, very funny. I get away with that. <laughs> you do, man. I really you wish do. you would put pants Excellent. on, though. I know. Or at least underwear. When it fud, the FUD's on the table. The FUD's on the, from underneath the table. FUD. FUD. Anyway. Gotta air the wares. What of <laughs> 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 our lovely... Prestigious listeners been up to this. Uh, that bloody Yank has said, I listened to and read Starter Villain by John Scalzi, which is in my audible queue. Uh, also started watching Skinwalker Ranch on Netflix. They explore a bunch of oh, unexplainable occurrences that have been happening at this ranch for over 150 years. 
shit in it. Huh. Xenos <laughs> <laughs> uh, has said, I started reading War and Peace this week. No, I lied. I'm still playing Baldur's Gate. You should re- read it. It's good. I mean, he's on his fourth character now in Baldur's Gate. Yeah, War and Peace wow. is good, though. Uh, and last up, Best Boy Kurt uh, has said, This week I finished a game on Game Pass called Venba, and I highly recommend it for a very short narrative game you can get through in just over an hour. It tells the story of an immigrant Indian family living in Canada and the difficulties they face being a family of immigrants. They have a son who is more in line with Western culture than Indian culture and his parents are trying to force upon him. It's a really good story told really well and quite emotional. The main thrust of the game plays via uh, uh, via cooking mini-games or puzzles. They aren't hard but fun enough to make them worthwhile. All the recipes you make tie into the Indian culture of the family and it's cool to see these dishes that you've never heard of before. Definitely check it out as it's a palate cleanser between the massive games out this year. I think I will give that a look, actually, Kurt. Sounds sounds interesting. I mean, there is a time and a place for a really quick, short game. There is. Yeah, usually in between some of these fucking massive games that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's definitely room for it. And especially, as it says, Game Pass. Why the fuck not? Hmm, cool. Is that everything? Uh, Yeah, that's everything we've had this week. Fantastic, fantastic. As always. Links to all our extracurricular activities are in our show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. Next week, we're going to be doing this. Yeah! <laughs> Forever! It's good, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. It's Make sure you get some shit done. Make sure you get some shit done, guys. I'm going to get some fucking shit done, all right? <laughs> I'm worried. That shit might, that shit might be Starfield. <laughs> well, That's cool, well you have to re-re-re-re-re-review it. <laughs> But yes, um, go on, sorry. What were you saying? We've been talking about Baldur's Gate since August, so it's not going to stop us from Starfield. <laughs> Any good Baldur's Gate? Any good? I, I've heard it's all right. Do you want to chat about it? Might try it. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Might try it. We have to say a bit uh, more. But yes, uh, don't forget, if you are a patron, you will get to uh, basically dictate our next patron special, Kenny Potter. That's out, probably, maybe, by no. the time you listen to this. No. Coming. It's coming, isn't it? Not out till you'll, uh, second, you'll, you'll just recorded it. Second weekend of uh, October. It's always this always it's sorry, coming. second second Monday of October of the month is when you get <clears throat> Katie Potter. It's coming, so get your films and your books read. I watched um, it today. Also, we just um recorded our first one shot special. Um uh, led by me. The Scorch um, Sheep. The Scorch Sheep. I liked it. I don't know how these guys liked it. Went very not, well. But yeah, it was fun. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it so we sat gadget now. I'm the daddy now. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, that's coming. That'll, that'll be coming in your ears very soon. I'm assuming. God, I don't know how time works. But yes, we're gonna have loads of loads of nice stuff. If you are not a patron, you'll see us in the green. If you are a patron, sorry, you'll see us in the green room. If you're not, but before we do leave, <laughs> she's finally back. Now for a trip down Candyland. And now, what's What's up up in Candyland? Oh, it's a really, really quick one this week because it's something that I did and I can't believe I did it. So, you know, like there's these rumours of people that have phoned the police or something because they've seen the moon in the sky or... They've opened their pizza and there's no <laughs> toppings and they phoned up to complain and it's just upside down. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I did one of those this week. I um, ordered myself <laughs> oh, a, no. I ordered myself a nice brekkie from Tim Hortons, Canadian company. Lovely <laughs> breakfast. I got a bagel, a sausage bagel with cheese. So you got bagel, sausage, cheese, bagel. With, what were you doing in Canada? The whole. They're, 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 in, they're in the UK now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what, you nipped over? It's a damn ba- good bagel, sausage, cheese, bagel. So I'm just sitting there nibbling it away at it. It's lovely. But I'm fucking like, the cheese is coming out the bottom and I'm just getting really fucked off with it. I was like, this would be the perfect <laughs> breakfast if the cheese wouldn't come off the bottom. I got like three quarters of the way through. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, do you know what? If I turn it upside down, it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I honestly I can't believe you sometimes, mate. Fucking do you hell. know what? Like, on paper, I'm quite an intelligent person, but in daily life... I don't think you are. No, in daily life, this is proven to be untrue. How do you get dressed in the morning? You're a fucking weapon candy, that's what you are, man. I know. Do you sometimes, like, you get dressed in the morning, you put your hoodie on and you're weird. What's this big neck bit on the hoodie? Because your hood's facing forward. I'm not denying or agreeing that's ever happened. I just like. <clears throat> do you have to have like post-it notes everywhere in your house to remind you about like life? No, I just forget things. I tell you what I did do at Close work. Close the fridge I, door. I tell you what I did do at work once. Off. This is a good one. You'll like this. And acid pearl will attest to this. I once. So we had some milk in the fridge that uh, that had gone off, and um, I was trying to tidy up and everything. I was like, do you know what? I'll freeze this first before I throw it away, so it doesn't like it's not in the bin and doesn't, doesn't stink and stuff, and. I suppose, like, well, why don't you just tip it down the drain? It's like, oh, yeah, what why don't I tip like, it? Like, what's wrong with me? I've got through life all right, but then things like that happen. You just tip it down the sink. Well, I know that sink, now. Wash, wash it out and then pour it out. And clean yeah. it. I, think I, just, I think I just try and overcomplicate things. <laughs> But yeah, if the, aliens the ever land in Western Superman, they meet you. I don't know. Galactic <laughs> warfare is all I'm going to say. Well... They wouldn't bother. They just wouldn't bother. That's Candyland. I appreciate the uh, the bed. Though. That is fucking Candyland, and I'm frightened. It, I, I, it's not so much that you. I, just, I would love the, the the image of someone actually you're eating it, complaining, and they just come up to you and just turn it <laughs> around for you. <laughs> well, I wasn't actually into Morton's, luckily, so they didn't witness. Like I was sat on my sofa. <laughs> But you know, like you know, you want to look at someone. It's like, was I really just that stupid? I had to just look at my cat. Like, I bet you're one of them people that if you had a cone of chips in your hand and you watch on and say, "What's the time?" You tip your chips over. Oh, definitely, (laughs) yeah, definitely, (laughs) without a doubt. (laughs) Ding bat, ding bat. Right, this is the end of the show. Um, If you are a patron, these are the second. But if not, bye. 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 Felt a fucking tug from that yarn, and you were sucking me in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
quite curvy. <laughs> 